Hello and welcome back to the Alpha Key Digital Podcast. I am Tyler Wetzel, Director of Business Development. And my name is Alex Zinni. I'm the CEO. You know, one thing we talked about a few weeks back, actually it might have been the first episode, was um, brands using, you know, spokespeople from different, you know, sectors of entertainment and media. And one that is really interesting to me is using streamers Mm -hmm. as... Um, spokespeople or you know for brands to use to so a streamer is like somebody who's like an influencer I mean in a way yeah I mean so someone that streams live on like Facebook or Twitch or YouTube mm-hmm. um, you know that has a following and my favorite streamer is Tim the Tatman if you've not heard of him he streams on YouTube he recently signed with Complexity Gaming and um, Complexity Gaming is part owned by Jerry Jones owner of the Dallas Cowboys okay and what this brought is, so the main sponsor for the Cowboys is AT&T. They play at AT&T Stadium. You know, their brand new stadium seats over 100,000 people. Hmm. Well, AT&T partnered up with Complexity Gaming and Tim the Tapman, and they're doing the AT&T 5G Roadshow. Hmm. And they had the first of three yesterday. Um, he was live from, the, from AT&T Stadium. Hmm. Now, there wasn't like a crowd there or anything, but you have to imagine... At peak, there's probably about 50,000 people at one time watching. Mm-hmm. And so that is, you know, AT&T is a huge brand, and most people know about them anyways. But it just shows that they they are even growing in a way and going to different sort of avenues of entertainment to reach potential customers. So AT&T and the Cowboys t- uh, partnered up with this Tim the Tatman? Yes, yes. To, to do a show? Yeah, so he basically live-streamed like he normally would, play Call of Duty with some friends. Mm-hmm. Ezekiel Elliott came on, you know, oh, plays really? for the Cowboys. So they were like... Played some games with him while he was there. In the stadium? Those two. They were playing with two others that were, were not there. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, it was pretty cool. And, and they had, like, th- fireworks and stuff, like, behind him. If they won a game, they'd shoot fireworks off and stuff. So what do you think, like, their, their strategy is for doing that? Like, if you put yourself in the shoes of, like, the Cowboys and AT&T, what is the point of bringing someone like Tim the Tatman on? Well, I mean, so there are people, you know, like I said, at one point there's up to 50,000 people watching. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the thing that they were really promoting with this <laughs> was... We have... My, my dog is in the studio today, and he's jumping on Tyler's. He's all over. What are you doing? Get down here. Get down. Go no. on. And uh, so, so basically, though... You know, you got 50,000 people watching them. So the 5G Roadshow, they're really trying to push their, their mobile, but they're also their mm. uh, internet. I see. You know, and so they're showing, like, hey, we can do this from anywhere, you know, so your internet, you can have this fast internet anywhere, too. Mm. And so so that's really, you know, you're hitting a, an audience that you probably wouldn't have hit before. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's mo- probably a lot of Gen Z and a lot of millennials. Mm-hmm. And if you look at it, a lot of studies show, and there's a lot of support to back this up, but Gen Z specifically gets most of their information from YouTube. Really? Or from social media, mm-hmm. which is good and bad. Mm-hmm. But they're not watching cable television. Right. You know, they're not, you know, they're spending more time, you know, playing video games, you know, taking in media like that, mm-hmm. as opposed to watching a TV show on CBS. I find myself, honestly, at night, instead of even watching television shows, even on Netflix or whatever, is just watching YouTube. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, I watch YouTube all the time. Yeah, so do we. I mean, there's a there's a YouTuber I watch. His name's uh, Mr. Ball, and, and he's a former Navy SEAL, but he tells, like, dark and mysterious stories and mm-hmm. stuff like that. It's really interesting. True stuff. Very interesting. But, um, you know, I, I think as we continue to go on, 
brands are going to have to adapt and use these different types of media. Uh, you know, specifically YouTube is going to be probably the biggest one. You know, I mean, YouTube is the second largest search engine in the world, mm-hmm. and, and they're owned by the and they're owned by the first. Yeah. So you know, these brands using different influencers to you know promote their brand is it's pretty smart. You're reaching an audience that you wouldn't be able to reach any other way. So do you know like how Tim the Tapman gets paid? Well, so like, he, how much do they pay? I mean, it's got to be quite a bit. I mean, especially for you know someone like Tim the Tapman who has you know when he left Twitch he had over seven million followers. Yeah. And you know he's got over four million subscribers on YouTube. Mm-hmm. You know he's got four million subscribers on YouTube, and you know a lot of those people are younger, so. I mean, I don't know the exact numbers. It's got to be quite a bit mm-hmm. to do something like that. Um, I mean, in the organization he designed with Complexity Gaming, I mean, they are actually the oldest esports organization mm-hmm. in the country. Um, and actually, probably in the world, I don't know for sure, but probably one of the oldest in the world. You know, they have CSGO teams, League of Legends, you know, World of Warcraft. So millions of people are playing these games. Exactly. And you think that, like, so basically he's making a living as an influencer, probably a very good living, mm-hmm. and all he's doing are is playing games, mm-hmm. talking to his fans, and then these brands are coming to him to to do that. Yeah, I mean, he's on a, on a daily average. I mean, here, let me, like, just pull up his stream right now. Yeah, let's see what How his many most pe- recent He's one. streaming right now, and 39,000 people are watching. And how often does he stream? Every Monday through Friday. Monday usually, through Friday. So usually. He does, the weekends he's got off. So Correct. it's like a job for him. Yeah, and he's got a two-year-old son. You know, he's got a wife. Mm-hmm. Where's he from? Him. He's from Syracuse, New York. Oh, okay. Um, but he lives in Florida now cool. in the Panhandle. Okay. Um, you know, very humble background, just like me and you, you know. Mm-hmm. Lost his mom at a young age. You know, it was him and his dad. So, I mean, it's a lot of people like Tim me specifically is because he's very relatable uh-huh. he's not the best gamer so it's your person it's his personality oh 100% 100% there are some people that watch you know streamers that play video games because they're good at games I me personally I watch them because they're entertaining mm-hmm. and they're funny so it's like watching a television show or a talk show right exactly or like a almost like a podcast in a way mm-hmm. I mean there's plenty of times where I just put Tim on in the background while I'm working and mm-hmm. you know and that's sort of just what I listen to have you heard of Penguins? Sounds familiar, but he, no. He's another Twitch streamer. He's got millions of followers. I don't think he's... A, he's definitely not as big as Tim the Tapman. He doesn't mm-hmm. have any, like, big deals. But mm-hmm. I've watched him before. He's got he's got a couple million followers. He's pretty funny. There's another streamer, uh, Nick Merckx. He, he streams on um, on Twitch still. Mm-hmm. And he's actually good friends with Tim Tapman. They stream. They play together a bunch. Mm-hmm. Um, but... Um, He's got a deal with Under Armour, an exclusive deal with Under Armour. Wow. So he's an athlete? No, he's just streams. I mean, he is athletic. Uh-huh. You know, he lifts and stuff. He does all these live streams of him lifting and stuff, too, amongst, among playing video games mm-hmm. and all that kind of stuff. But, um, I mean, these brands, I mean, I'm looking at, I'm on Tim's um, YouTube right now. And on his banner, you know, they got all the brands that he works with. Herman Miller, they make really the nice gaming chairs. Yeah. Ultra Gear, which is like headsets, mm-hmm. Chipotle, Chipotle, it's big. HyperX, which is headsets, Discord, mm-hmm. and FanDuel. FanDuel is is uh, sports betting. sports betting, yeah, okay. and a lot of them do sports betting type stuff too. Mm-hmm. So I mean, that's just among some brands that he's working with, mm-hmm. you know. So these streamers are working with these brands that, 
you know, have lots of money to spend. Right. And they're spending their money in different ways now. So do you think it's uh, it's beneficial? Okay. So basically, it, it seems that being an influencer on these social media channels is now a full-fledged career. It can be. I mean, it seems like a lot of people are doing it in, in every industry. Like I, you can see on, on YouTube, there's people who are strictly doing fashion that have millions of followers and people who are strictly doing gaming and people who are psychologists around there and, and you know business people and they all got these very large followings so how do you think somebody can break into it i'm you have to be willing to grind that's the Mm -hmm. thing you have to be willing to put the time in that you're not going to be making money Mm -hmm. to gain an audience because without an audience you're not gonna have anything Mm -hmm. you almost have to and i don't mean this in like a negative way to take away from the hard work they put in you almost have to like luck into it right there has to be something there that catches some time and place time and place you know, and, and dedication. I mean, there was, I'm sure Tim, Tim talks all the time where there was times, you know, when he first started before he decided to go full time, mm-hmm. he was working nine to five doing landscaping, mm-hmm. coming home and streaming for six more hours after that. Mm-hmm. You know, you have to be willing to grind because it's not going to be right away a full time job. Right. You know, and so, yeah, a lot of these people now, it's their careers, you know, and it, it really does. It takes time and it takes effort. You know, you can't just hope to, to one day make a million dollars right. just playing games. So if you're a, a, a small business owner, let's just take an example, somebody who's a chiropractor, mm-hmm. do you think it's beneficial for them to to get into this kind of like thing where they're trying to become an influencer and stream I mean, content out there? Yeah, there, I mean, there's definitely some, you know, some uh, different areas of business that can definitely succeed on those types of platforms. Mm-hmm. I mean, on TikTok, for example, you see, you can look up chiropractors and you're going to see hundreds of videos of people being cracked. And yeah, people, people love like, that. People crack like addicts is what they call them. They call them crack, <laughs> crack addicts. addicts. They, so they like watching people's backs get cracked. Yes. And it's there's like, millions it's, of people doing it. It's like that. an ASMR to it, basically. Huh. And, uh, you know, there's YouTube channels as well. I mean, I, I'm i subscribed to one, uh, Dr. Mondragon. She's in uh, Florida, Mondragon Chiropractic. Mm-hmm. She's got 1.12 million subscribers. Let me see. You know, and she posts videos of her, you know, cracking them and everything like that. Nice. Um, you know, and, and different things that they're that they're doing. Yeah. You know, so. It helps that she's very attractive. Right. <laughs> I mean, it, it definitely Jeez. helps. But I mean, then there's plenty of, you know, guys who do this that, you know, don't have that appeal and still do, mm-hmm. you know, get millions of views on a video. Mm-hmm. You know, so I think for a brand, I mean, if your market is you know, advertising, especially to Gen Z, if you're a B2C and you're advertising to Gen Z or even a younger millennial, being on YouTube and TikTok and stuff like that, I mean, that's, I think that's important. So when they're going on, like Gen Z, when they're going on YouTube and TikTok and they're searching for these people, what kind of content? Because nobody wants to like click on a video and say, hi, my name is so-and-so and and I sell this and I do that. So what kind of content are people... Could well, you recommend people use? It, you need to be on trend, so you need to know what currently is trending mm-hmm. in that industry. Um, I think YouTube, you can be kind of generic. Mm-hmm. You do have to be sort of with trends, but you, I think you can be kind of generic. Um, but I think but the, something about it has to stand out. Yeah, I think the content has to be, I always say, attraction over promotion. Mm-hmm. Like the old school way of selling was you know, talking about your product or service and then laying out the benefits of it. Mm-hmm. And that's not what any of these people are doing. No. They're not talking about what they're selling. They're not talking about the, the benefits. They're 
they're almost it's conversational. It's like this is what happens when a bat cracks. You know, this is what this is how I became a chiropractor, telling mm-hmm. their own story, stuff like that. Would you agree that that's the way to go? Like, like to to bring new people in. I mean, yeah, I guess I I could see that. Um, but it's all about like I really do think it's all about being on trend and being relatable. Mm-hmm. You know, and and just putting stuff out there because. You, you need to have some content, you know. If you're mm-hmm. just going to post one or two videos a month, you're not going to... Well, some people off. get overwhelmed by, like, I, you know, they're running a business. They're doing all these different things. Yeah. And uh, uh, as, as our friend Tony Pachana likes to say, they're, they're chef, cook, and bottle washer. They're doing everything. Yeah. So, you know, they get overwhelmed by the prospect of, of that. Do you think it's, like, what we do as a marketing agency is we help a lot of businesses by being that arm where they're marketing arm for them right um and uh it but it seems like some of these people that really grinded it out like tim the tap man or whatever mm-hmm. they found a way to just do it right and i mean they even tim has media companies that pop like edit his videos and put them together mm-hmm. you know and they so do he's no longer stuff. he's not doing, doing that himself. by himself anymore he's, he's got a whole team exactly and and you know for a small business or a medium-sized business or whatever that doesn't have people that can do that kind of stuff, you know, mm-hmm. that, that's where we come in. Yeah. Because we can do that. We do yeah. have the time to dedicate to your business, mm-hmm. you know, and, and that's, that's something fun that we're, you know, starting to get into, you know, doing some TikTok videos for, yeah. for people, you yeah, know, right. and, and uh, you know, it's it's fun to see that and to, to see that different experience and, mm-hmm. and how it's going to work. And, you know, I think as we go on in the next few years, I think most businesses that are B2C will be on TikTok. You think I, so? I, they should be. So when what kind of content are they putting out on TikTok then? I mean, the t- only time will tell. I mean, like dancing? No. I mean, there's there's so much on TikTok. I mean, my TikTok anymore is mostly dog stuff because that's uh-huh. all I, I look up. So as, are there brands using it? Like uh, dog brands? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Why are you biting me? Yeah, speaking of dogs, there is just dogs. to nibble on Tyler my over here. My hand, yeah. Um, I mean, yes, but there's a lot of... Um, a lot of uh, like shelters and stuff that mm-hmm. that use that use TikTok to show to show their dogs the different animals that are in there um, and everything like that. So, I you know just being relatable, being likable, and and catching someone's attention. Mm-hmm. Like you said, you can just be like, "Hi, my name is Alex. This is Alpha Key Digital. Yeah, follow our TikTok." Yeah, that would be boring. That, that's boring. I'm okay. bored. Just saying it. Yeah, exactly. The content, it, it, it could be boring if it's just perceived as pushing your services or all that kind of stuff. It needs to be conversational. Using, I mean, yeah, and, and using TikTok as a way to demonstrate what you do. I mean, for us, it would, might be a little bit more boring, mm-hmm. you know. This is how you code a website. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you yeah, know, that could but, be boring for but sure. like, like, like a chiropractor, for example, they're showing what goes on. I mean, there's many people out there that are afraid to go to chiropractors because they're scared of being cracked. Mm-hmm. When in all actuality, I mean, the the frequency of something like that happening is is like slim to none. It's like being struck by lightning. Mm-hmm. You know, it just doesn't happen. And so, you know, in a way, it, it shows what you do. You know, and uh, you know, one one funny thing about TikTok, actually, a little bit of a segue here, but still along the, the lines of TikTok. Um, there's this this girl that she has a TikTok account, and she did this thing. It was satirical, mm-hmm. and she would like rate brands logos mm-hmm. and she would be like very 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 like mellow and everything but very sarcastic and she would talk about their logo and say how 
how boring it was or how dumb it was. And then she would design a new one. Mm, that's cool. And all of these brands are commenting, like, do us next, do us next. Really? Yes. And and one actually I saw the other day, Amazon. She made a logo for Amazon. And she usually spells the wrong. It's like A-M-A-S-O-N. And it's like these weird, like, pixely stuff. They sent her this huge care package with that logo all over it with different branded items and everything. Wow. Um, you know, she made one for... Um, the Detroit Lions, mm-hmm. and and she made it the Detroit Lions mm. as their new logo, and so it brings up a a big point, you know, from for marketing from a marketing standpoint. Um, there's this this um, article on marketingweek.com, and it was if the old logo ain't broke, fix it anyways, mm. and it's rules for playing with brand code. So, mm-hmm. you know, your logo might not be old. But it, may, it might be time to, to rebrand. To rebrand. And, okay, so let me ask you this. Do you know what her following is on TikTok? Several million. Okay, so basically what's happening here is if you have a large following, mm-hmm. even if you're doing something as silly as that, uh, which is just redesigning logos and making them goofy, Yeah. if you have a large enough following, you will attract these companies. Yeah, but, I mean, it also started off, though, you know, not large, and she was doing that from the start, mm-hmm. and it just over time built itself up. Right. You know, and to where it's like Adobe and Amazon right. and McDonald's, Burger King, like all these huge brands mm-hmm. are, you know, hitting her up and they're, they're like, oh, do us. And then she does a logo for them and they, then they use it. Yeah. Oh. There was a while, <laughs> there was a while that uh, McDonald's was using the logo that she made. Really? And it, it was like McDowell's. Like they were just doing it on social media. Yeah, they changed their Facebook profile picture too. That's it. funny. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it just shows how much of an influence that that TikTok has over a brand. Right. I mean, if you don't have TikTok and you didn't know that and say you were a diehard McDonald's fan, right? Mm-hmm. I follow them on social media. I follow their Facebook. You know, because there are people that do that with different brands. And I don't mm-hmm. say that anything's wrong with that. Yeah. You know, you know, maybe your choice of brand will be a little bit off, but hey, that's your that's your choice. But if you saw them change the, their profile picture to like something weird like yeah. that, you wouldn't know. Like what's and, going on? Like, did they get hacked? You know, what's going on? Do mm-hmm. I need to take my card off the McDonald's app because they got hacked and my information is going to get stolen? Mm. It's just like this whole thing, but it just shows how much influence something like that, like a TikToker, could have over an entire brand. Wow. And that influence stems from their audience size. Oh, yes, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's with anything, though. Mm-hmm. You know, it's if if someone doesn't have the the following, brands aren't going to play into it. Right. You know, they're not just going to you know pick some random account to promote their brand. Just, so would you oh, say, those. you know, in twenty twenty two, we're already approaching that. We're in our the last quarter here. The what's the, the social media trend that everybody needs going to be the social media strategy? I guess I should say. That people need to really take a hard look at is TikTok. Would you say that? I, yes, a hundred percent. More so than Instagram, Facebook, I, Snapchat. I I saw. I you know I'll have to do some research, but I, I did see something that TikTok has more global um, downloads than YouTube does. Really? It has surpassed YouTube. Wow. So, and you know Gen Z, like young kids, like they make fun of us for having Facebooks. I know. Yeah, they don't. They don't. They don't see the point. Facebook, in my opinion, has changed so much in the last two or three it years. Has. It's I don't I I don't even look at Facebook anymore. And quite honestly, I'm getting sick of Instagram too. You well, know, so the same company, yeah. The same company, and uh, 
you know, Facebook was just in the news recently because they were going to be doing an Instagram for teenagers specifically and children. And then they decided to nix that whole idea after some research came out to show how bad Instagram is for teenagers. Well, like right. mental, their mental health. Oh, yeah. It can cause image problems, you know, mm-hmm. bullying, everything like that. And it's hard to, hard to, you know, censor that. Right. Now, do you think TikTok is any different in that regard? No, no. It's the same thing. No, but it's just more, it's more attractive. It's easier to use. It's, mm-hmm. it's something that the younger kids are doing mm-hmm. and it's like older people aren't. Mm-hmm. I don't know. My dad spends a lot of time on TikTok. He's seventy-five. Well, right. It was like it was almost like originally how like Etsy was viewed for, like as something only for women, mm-hmm. right? And it evolved into men were using it, you mm-hmm. know, because there were certain things that they that they liked, yeah, you know, and everything like that, um, you know. And so, you know, it's just it's just interesting. Things change over time, and I think you know going into t- next year, I, I think if you're a B to C. Even if you're B two B, not so much. But if you're B two C, and your market, if you really want to grow your market, you need to be on TikTok. Wow, I I really do. I and and it's not going to be one of those things where like a lot of companies just have a Facebook to have it. Yeah, you know, because they know that they need to be there, mm-hmm. but they don't use it. It's like, mm-hmm. well, if you're gonna have TikTok, you need to use it. Right. So how often do you think someone should post on TikTok? A couple times a week. A couple times a week. Yeah, or at least maybe four or five times a month. Okay. You know, and, uh, you know, build up a following. Mm-hmm. You know, there's places on there for question and answer stuff, so people can submit questions. Yeah, I know Ask that. about your company. Yeah, and so, you know, that way they can also get information about your, your company, you know, and get your website and, you know, know, know more about your business. Mm-hmm. And there's also, they're working with uh, Shopify to link people's shops directly to their TikToks. Wow. So you can buy... That's so right smart. from TikTok. Yeah, that's so smart. I mean, Instagram did that, does something similar to that. You yeah. have like a store. Um, but, you know, it just shows how they're growing as well. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I, th- I think TikTok, you know, is, is the biggest thing, um, you know, for brands to be on in 2022. I think Facebook's still going to be huge. I yeah. mean, millennials uh, yeah. are still... Facebook's not going anywhere. No, it's not. It's not. I think YouTube advertising, though, is something that brands should look into as well. Yeah, YouTube ads, which are basically run just through Google ads, mm-hmm. um, are phenomenal. I, I mean, I always tell people Google ads are a great way to spend money, especially B2B or B2C. Yeah. You know, because the whole theory behind Google ads is you're just you're placing yourself in front of your target uh, customer, yeah. you know, uh, through use of keywords and through search. And Well, it's like, what what's the number of people, the percentage of people that don't even know they're looking at ads? Right, it's, it's like high. Something. It's like 90% of people don't even realize you know, they're looking at it. Right, then. exactly. So, you know, it's it's just interesting. Yeah. I, I think, you know, going forward, brands need to be on TikTok. Now, does TikTok have an advertising platform on there? They sure do. They do, okay. They do, yeah, they do. Um, you know, you you can, you know, advertise with on TikTok. Mm-hmm. Um, usually when you lo- log on to TikTok, there's usually an ad to start off with. Mm-hmm. And as you scroll every few videos, it's going to be an ad. Now, when you see ads on TikTok, are they usually local or are they uh, big brands? Usually they're big brands. I don't see too much local stuff. So there's a big opportunity for somebody local. a huge local. opportunity. Okay. I think it's a little costlier than Facebook might be. Yeah. But if you're a brand that's looking to grow, mm-hmm. you know, some clients that we're starting to work for on TikTok, it's, I think it's the perfect market for them. Yeah. You know, it, it, it really is a big deal to advertise as well. Mm-hmm. You know, build a following, but then using those ads, 
mm-hmm. you know, to get people to your site or get people to email or call you. You mm-hmm. know, I think that's that's big. Yeah. You know, there's a big opportunity. I mean, when you go on there now, it's like you see like Amazon or like Pepsi or right. Coke or whatever. But you don't see like a local restaurant. Right. Like you don't see the mom and pops. No, you, you don't. Unless there's probably is something in that about algorithms though and mm-hmm. what you're looking up yeah and everything like if you're looking for that kind of stuff sure those might pop up yeah you know there's not too many like dog people that i follow that probably are doing ads because yeah, they're not selling something right right you know so it's a little bit different but i, I really think though and i i've said this like 20 times you know mm-hmm. so don't play any drinking games to our podcast <laughs> but yeah i really think going into you know next year a brand you're going to see a big spike in TikTok usage for businesses. Hmm. And I think that that could be, that's a good thing. And I think it also though could be a bad thing. And I only mean that is that I think people started moving away from Facebook when all you see anymore is every two things are ads. You think it was too much for the ads? I, I, you know, it's, they got too greedy. I mean, even YouTube is like that. Yeah. YouTube is. You can't watch a video without seeing an ad anymore. Yeah. I mean, unless you have an ad blocker, you know, Or, or you pay for YouTube premium. Exactly. Pay yeah. for our services. I bet you if Facebook added a feature Premium Facebook Premium Facebook where you don't get ads, I bet you they would make so much money. You think people would spend would pay Facebook a couple of bucks a month? Yeah. And there has to be some other benefit I'm surprised too. they haven't done it. There has to be some other benefit too. Like if Facebook starts getting into producing movies or shows or yeah. something. Or maybe, maybe the, they have a deal with a production company and have early access to a movie or something. Yeah. I feel know? like they're uh they're their revenue from ads is so great that they wouldn't want to scare people like their advertisers no. away. No, but I mean, it, it definitely couldn't happen now. But you think maybe four or five years ago, yeah, you know, because Facebook advertising really has blown up in the last three, mm-hmm. and I think COVID especially, you know, made that even more prevalent because more people are at home spending time with their computers. They're on mm-hmm. Facebook, you know, and you know people are on Facebook on their phones all the time and stuff. Yeah. You know, which goes into a whole nother thing is making sure you're your content is relevant and optimized for mobile usage. Right. So it seems like TikTok is definitely going to be the, the king moving forward. What about like Clubhouse? Is that still a thing anymore? That kind of faded away, huh? Well, you know what the interesting thing with Clubhouse was that other brands, other companies like Twitter, for example, mm-hmm. sort of stole their idea. How so? So Twitter has a thing called Spaces. Now, mm-hmm. if you follow enough people, you might see that. So if you go on to Twitter, especially on mobile, I don't really know how it looks um, on on a desktop. Now there's no, okay, here we go. So on, on my Twitter account right now, I have a spaces that is currently on. I'm not gonna click because I don't want to, yeah. to start, you know, listening, but uh, it's um, it's NPR mm-hmm. and they're on with Andrew Yang. Oh, okay, so they're doing a live talk? Yes, and there's 702 people listening wow. right now. And that's sort of what Clubhouse was, is mm-hmm. where you had these chat rooms on specific topics. Mm-hmm. And so Twitter took that. Now, at the same time, Twitter was also doing Fleets, which was their, like, stories feature. Mm-hmm. But it was, like, really bad. People didn't like it, so they got rid of it. They didn't mm-hmm. even, like, mess around. They just it got there. rid of it. They said, you know what? That's not our lane. Let's get rid of it. But they kept these spaces. And I think that hurt Clubhouse. Yeah, Clubhouse disappeared quickly. I, I think the thing that hurt Clubhouse is the appeal of having to get a code from somebody yeah. to have access mm-hmm. or an invite. I think that's good for a little bit, mm-hmm. but if there's nothing there that's going to keep people, the zest, the appeal of it goes yeah. away. Yeah, I was on Clubhouse, and I used it for maybe like 20 minutes total. I think you're the one that sent me the, an invite. Yeah, 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 and that was back in April. That wasn't that long ago. 
No, no, yeah. and I, I still have the app, but I haven't updated it. Yeah, you know, either. I'm just like. But people talked about it for a little while, and then they know. just stopped. Well, yeah, I think you know, with the world getting back to semi-normal place, changed that a little bit mm-hmm. because Clubhouse would have been Clubhouse would have been really good if it was around before the pandemic started, mm-hmm. because then people could have made rooms with their friends. Also, though, Discord. I mean, it's, it's a similar like, thing. It's a similar thing that was already established. Now, is that a social media, technically, Discord? No. No. It's kind of like it's, Zoom. It's like, um, sort of, it's like Facebook groups on steroids. Okay. Um, oh, that's right. Or it's almost like Microsoft Teams, in a mm-hmm. way, you know, but but different. But okay. Actually, Discord was the fastest growing app of 2020. Really? It, it Yes. It had the highest of growth of any, any sort of brand out there. So... And that's because the people were using private chats, you know. Like the, I mean, me and my buddies. Remember when Among Us came out? Yeah, everybody was yeah, playing that, that game. Me and all my college buddies would play that, and uh, we made a Discord channel so we could all talk. Mm-hmm. You know, after While you're someone, was, yeah, or but then a body was found. We talked about who did it, who saw this person. Is it uh, purely text or is that vocal? No, it's voice. There's oh, voice. You can you can create voice rooms in there. Yeah, and so it's it's very interesting. You can do voice and video. Um, hmm. You know, chats and everything too. So wow. it's uh very interesting. That is sure. really cool. Yeah. Yeah. So then, so then the Discord is another opportunity then for like a, a business to to use because they could set up rooms with their clients mm-hmm. or you know patients or whoever. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, then things like Microsoft Teams and stuff like that. Um, or like the Chamber of Commerce, like if they had a Discord for their members or something like that. Yeah, I mean, you could do like chat rooms, you know, have scheduled chat times maybe for um, people that don't have a webcam and just want to hop on their phone and just join. It's a better connection than making a phone call, mm-hmm. you know, and you can do other things on your phone while you're in there. Mm-hmm. You can mute yourself and everything like that. So, I mean, yeah, there's a great opportunity and something that we should definitely bring up to, you know, our local chambers. Yeah, you know. yeah it's amazing. 2022, like I said, is, is not that far away. And, you know, it's going to be the, the amount of changes. Like I saw somebody posted a meme and it was funny. It was like it was like on the left hand side was like me, you know, processing 2019. And then on the right hand side was a clock and it's 2022. It is just like yeah. there's so much change that we have gone through technologically, you know, and socially and all on and on and on. Yeah. But uh, in these last two years, that I feel like it's we all have a lot of catching up to do. It it's crazy how fast everything has gone by, but also it seems like sometimes how slow things go by too. Right. I mean, social media. I don't. I don't know. The world might be a better place without social media, mm. but it's definitely played an interesting role. Have you been following this um, Gabby Petito? Uh, not much. Case, uh, so there, I know they were social media influencers, right? Or they were trying to be. The, the, she was a YouTuber, mm-hmm. and they were like trying to live out their life. van. Yeah. And um, which shout out to the Butterfly Lifers? They're a client of ours. Check mm-hmm. them out, butterflylifers.com. They live that van life, but yeah, yeah go ahead. Yeah, no, good. Shout, little shout outs. Um, shout out. But um, you know, the they found her body, mm-hmm. and the boyfriend now is missing. Yeah, so he came she home. was murdered. Yeah, oh yes. It, it was it, not a suicide. And it, no, and it had to have been by him. Well, but they're not naming his, him as a suspect, right? Um, well, the fact that he's now missing kind of validates that. Now, there's a warrant out for his arrest as well, though. For what? The questioning, questioning for, for the, the murder. murder. Okay. Um, so, okay, so, but the, was there, is there something about social media? Like, is there evidence on there or something? Well, I mean, the TikTokers. Like, no one knew where to find good news like when I say good news, I mean like, like 
factual news okay. on this subject. If you were to go on TikTok and look up her name, you'd see hundreds of videos of people talking about the case. Yeah. Researching different things, looking at different things. I mean, it's now to the extent that Dog the Bounty Hunter mm-hmm. is in Florida searching for this guy. Wow. I mean, it's gotten that big. But how, like, I guess, like, anybody can turn on their camera and start uh, philosophizing and theorizing on all this stuff. Yeah. You know, so isn't it, at what point is it just like, well, this is just more noise and... Because I don't know if I would trust somebody on TikTok just putting videos out there. Well, right, but they're also reading documents that have been released, you know, statements that are being made, you know, using information that's been found. I mean, that's what's driving all of the kind of like the anti-vaxxer and the conspiracy stuff. Yeah. And people who are looking at information and making their own conclusions. Speaking of that, did you see YouTube is now going to be removing all videos related to COVID saying COVID um, vaccines are bad? Mm-hmm. And unsafe. Mm-hmm. They are officially del- like anything that's out about that. Yeah, they're getting rid of. Really? So they're yes. going to just start deleting people's videos? Yes. Wow. Yes, they are. Wow. So that's something interesting, and I think it might only be a matter of time till Facebook does the same thing. Yeah. So okay, that that opens up a whole new discussion, you know, which I think we'll save for another time, which is you know censorship and and all that, and uh, and and it it gets so tricky you know about about that right you know? it's a it's a slippery slope in a way i mean it is a private business and the platform that they created but when you have access to billions of people yeah i mean it's you're you're skating a, a thin line there it's going to be very interesting to see how that all plays out definitely yeah. very interesting and yeah. uh you know um it's something that is necessary we got to have these conversations. Yeah, no, we, we definitely do. And stay uh, objective. See, that's the key. Is staying objective is so difficult. Yeah. Because I can see people's both sides of the argument, you know. Right, but at what at what point, though, does Facebook have to take responsibility for people spreading, not only spreading false information, but that false information leading to people's deaths? Mm-hmm. You know, and, and you know, we can, we can talk all day about that. People can spin numbers to fit their narrative in whatever way that they want to. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's it's interesting just to, to, to see that. And yeah. and that's that's something I, w- I would love to have, like, a, a psychologist on here to talk to us about, yeah. you know, and, and to get their, to pick their brain about, you know, that kind of stuff. I and, think, uh, you know, what would be really interesting is to, and I thought about writing something myself, but it's just, like, digital ethics. Yeah. Like we need some sort of like ethics to guide us because a lot of these people are, I think are putting out information that they blatantly know is false. Oh yeah, absolutely. just to get other people to share it. And, and, it it all know. comes back to views, right? It all comes back to views. I mean, go to this uh, Mike Lindell, the My Perfect Pillow guy, who made that documentary about uh, you know Trump being um, the the election being hacked or whatever, and he put this whole documentary out there, and millions of people saw it. And uh, eventually he ended up in court where he had to admit that he knew that that information was false. And I mean, look at the repercussions that it's had for him. People are still listening to the stuff that he had to say. And right, but I mean, his, his product's being taken out of, taken out of stores. Oh, he yeah. lost his contract with Bed Bath & Beyond. Of course. I mean, he's lo- you're losing on so much because you're also, re- you're, you're also a reflection of the brands that you work with. Of course. And, you know, your reputation matters. It's just... He's uh, just one example of that. But think about how many people, how many... I mean, there's something like 250,000 YouTube videos uploaded per day. 
So think about how much of that stuff out there that is just garbage. I mean, like like I think I said on this on this podcast last week, I can put on a white coat and get in front of a camera right. and start telling people things right. and people will believe it. Oh, there's I mean there's videos circling around of these guys that go to local like city council meetings and stuff. Mm-hmm. And this guy says, I'm a doctor from Oxford. And he's like a doctor of like like mathematics or something. And he's pretending like he's a medical doctor? Yes, exactly. And people believe it. Right. And people use these talking points. Oh, this doctor said this. Well, and that's what's so confusing. And, and one of the things that like people who are con artists or manipulative or whatever is they tend to... Uh, here I am. I'm the psychologist today, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> but like what they do is they tend to blend facts with fiction. Yeah. So the fact is he is a doctor... The fiction is, or he's making people believe he's a medical doctor, and it's like people are doing that all over the place. Yeah, and that's not to say that there's not people on each side of the coin that are doing that. It has nothing to do with, in my opinion, it's got nothing to do with which side you're on. It's just human nature. Yeah, and it's it's just, I don't know, it's insane. But do you remember when the pandemic first started? I remember that, like, I was getting all these people saying, you know, all you needed to do, it was being passed around, was like warm water with lemon and this cleanse and you drink that and it flushes COVID out of your system and all these people were passing that around because some doctor in China said that it, you know and it's just like that was complete garbage it, people will believe what they want to believe no matter if it's real or not right and that is right there encapsulates a lot of marketing yeah. is, is is that's what it is it's, it's they're making you believe that that product is going to solve your problem I mean look at drug commercials on TV you yeah. see how happy everybody is once they start yeah. taking the, whatever drug it is and then you hear the side effects and it's like the length of the commercial to yeah. list the side Effects. Yeah, you know the side effects include death, you might die. strokes, like, well, whatever, and they're showing people on a dance floor dancing, and yeah. like you know, it's like commercials like that are so weird. I personally believe that they should ban drug commercials. Well, there's only two. There's like two countries in the world that allow it. Mm-hmm. It's like us and like New Zealand or something. Right. That because most countries believe talk to a medical professional and they will recommend right. what medicine you should take. Oh, and by the way, Viagra is made by Pfizer, but let's not mm-hmm. get into that. Right. It's, but it's like crazy. Like, like there was a commercial that's called, it's for a, a thing called non 24 mm-hmm. where if you know, if you're blind, you don't know what time of day it is. And there's a, a medication for that. And I'm thinking to myself, this was on prime time. Like they're spending so much money for this. How many people have that? And if they have it, I think they know they have it. Yeah. So I don't know why, they need to have a commercial for it. I think that as a country, we should get rid of medical ads and mm-hmm. political ads. Yeah. I think we should get rid of political ads. Well, see, political ads is hard because you want to get your message out there and you know out. But how do you do that? Every political ad you see is just full of hatred. Oh, for sure. It's full of hatred. This guy believes in this, so he's this bad, and blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. And yeah, no, there should definitely be some sort of ethics that are involved with it, but there's not. Yeah, and the problem is, is nobody can agree on ethics. No. No, because you know, yeah, because everybody's some, view of it's different. You know, some people say, "Well, the means justify the ends." So right. Some people say they don't. You could say the sky is blue, and there's going to be people out there that'll argue with you about that. Absolutely. And and that's just how it is, and that's with, with you know the pandemic and everything that is going on right now. And it's just I don't know. There's just some things that are to me are very crazy, and it's yeah, it's sad to see some of those things. But you know, I think from COVID, a lot of good things did also happen. Yeah, you know, oh, of course. I mean, I think that there will be a lot of good things. Who knows what's... It, only in hindsight will we really be able to tell what's really good and what's really bad. Yeah. But it definitely has changed a lot of things. So. Yeah. Well, that's a conversation we can continue another time. I think we'll end it here. 
So thank you guys for listening to our social media episode. It turned into basically just a social media talk. Yeah, let us know um, what you'd like to hear us talk about. I mean, we'd love to to get some feedback. We got some questions rolling in that we'll we'll start to address, and hopefully next episode we'll have a guest with us. We got several people that are interested in uh, being on the show. So if you're one of those people and you'd like to be on, just let us know, and you know we'll we'll fit you in. And uh, hope you guys have a great weekend. Hope you had a great weekend. Hope your weekend coming up is great. Um, yeah. You know, and... Go Browns. Go Browns. Who are they playing this week? They're playing the Vikings in okay. Minnesota. Yeah. So They're not know. very good this year, are they? The uh, they, they just beat Seattle. So, oh, okay. Um, they're not bad, and it's in Minnesota, so it's, you know... Well, anything can happen on Sunday. Yeah, absolutely. So, what do you got anything going on? Uh, this weekend, uh, we're just... Uh, I'm playing at Apostle Jones again, this time at Beachwood City, the Beachwood City Amphitheater. Mm-hmm. We're going to be playing. It's a it's a Sunday afternoon gig, and uh, right. it'll be it'll be nice. What about the next weekend though? The next Do you know that? that? Yeah. That far? No, I think that weekend I'm actually I don't have any gigs. Thank God. Okay. It's been I, the first time since March, yeah, May say, that need, I haven't yeah. had a gig. They want you to take some weekends off. I know. Tyler keeps telling me to take weekends off. You got to. You got to enjoy your time. I think that, you know that's it's interesting because we talk about what we're doing this weekend, but by the time this episode comes out, yeah, it'll be the weekend. It's already it's happened. So, you know, so future me, I hope you had a great weekend. Yeah. Um, and uh, stay safe and uh, be well. Yeah. All right, guys. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks. Peace.